Welcome to the Fantasy Football Formula Podcast. We have your two hosts today, Riley Crumb and Kyle Gullett. I am the rude dude, Clay Smith. Let's take it down to your host right now. Hello, hello. I'm so excited to be back. Our first ever mock draft. Are you excited, Kyle? Um, would be more excited if Connor was here, but I'm pretty excited. No, no, yeah, but you know it's tough, and this is what we're, this is what we gotta work with, and we're gonna do it. All right. Yeah, Connor's, so Connor's working weird hours on his new job, so we we gotta deal with gotta deal with it until until this you know launches, and you guys you know you guys tell your friends, and then we pick it up, and then there's more, and there's more, and then Connor doesn't have to work anymore. <laughs> that is the dream. <laughs> One day though. All right. So for the question of the day, all right, which starter will not be a starter by the end of the year? I feel like you you are a lot more into this question and answer than I am, so I'm going to let you go first. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't checked it out yet, there is an article. It's a, it's about specific player, but it's more about busts every year. And I think there is one massive standout candidate this year. Um, I think in the article I outline how every year there's players like this, but there's one this year that just – really, really needs to be brought down a notch. And um, that is Damian Williams for the best offense in the last what, five or six years, probably. Yeah, so, definitely. Uh, easily. I didn't want to overstate it. But probably I mean, since Brady and Moss were tearing up the yeah. league. Yeah, but, I, you know, it's exactly right. But I just – the article is about talent and how I value talent. And I don't think Damian Williams is very good. I mean, he's great. He's an NFL player. But I don't know if he's good enough to hold down a job. I don't think so. He's he's only rushed the ball 10 times in a game twice in his entire career, which has been five years now. He's been here since 2014. That's not that's not a stat that that you can live with as a starting running back. Um, Carlos Hyde is behind him and there are reports that maybe Carlos Hyde gets cut. I know he's not the most consistent player, but. It's someone who has held down a starting job for a few years, someone who has proved he could do it. And at some point, I can totally see them giving the bulk of the carries to Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde is a decent receiving back. Damien Williams is probably a little bit of a better receiving back. He's definitely quicker. So maybe I could see Damien Williams having some value in the passing game, the short game, because he's he's – He's a faster, more explosive player than Carlos Hyde and some of the other players they have on the team. So I'm not saying he has no value, but in the front end of the second round, he has no value. There's no way you should be taking him <laughs> at the front end of the second round. It's ludicrous. This guy, I would be comfortable taking him maybe in the sixth round, like Rashad Penny territory. I'm looking at him. I don't understand the value here. You can get Chris Carson so much later, and this is a guy I trust to be. You, we talked about it before the podcast. I mentioned him to you. Mm-hmm. like Maybe you, you could pick him, and you said, no, I like him. And I said, I do too, actually. And that's a running offense. They've proved that they can run the ball. He's proved that he can do it. Why are we taking him down there and Damian Williams up here? Well, I think a lot of it is we've seen that offense produce great running backs in Kareem Hunt, and we t- we've talked about it before. They've had a ridiculous stream of talented running backs and Damian Williams comes in on by far the low end of their their running back talent scale uh from what they've had in the past but if he is able to keep that job he's going to be great he's going to be a top 10 back and he's going to be worth that pick but it is 
worrisome that he's never had that opportunity before and he's never been able to really take control of any backfield that he's been in before, even if it was, uh, you know, a questionable situation. Yeah. And, you know, I'm surprised you didn't pick James Conner, throw him in here as well, but we've talked about, I think we talked about him enough on the uh, top 25 episode. Yeah, so. I definitely thought about him, but there's no running back behind him that I am, believe so much in that he's going to lose his job. I don't think Jalen Samuels is there yet. So that was the only reason I didn't choose him. I do believe he'll be the starting running back just to the extent of how useful he's going to be. Yeah, and also uh, it should be mentioned that Damian Williams has played against a star running back his whole career, you know, so he couldn't break out, right? No, no, wrong. not right at all. Exactly. <laughs> this guy has had been in the Miami backfield where every year we were questioning who's going to be the starting running back. And, and it was, he, he was never even in that question. <laughs> never even in the possibility for that. Like, this is the guy we're talking about now taking over as a starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. I see, I mean, of course, there's massive upside here. That's what people are doing. But my massive upside picks, I'm taking, like I said, Darius Geis in the sixth round. I'm taking him as my massive upside pick. I'm not taking Damian Williams in the second round when I could still be getting Todd Gurley or I could be getting uh, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Nick Chubb. I'm getting these guys in the second round. and Or Michael Thomas falls to the second round a lot. But instead, I'm going to take a massive swing on Damian Williams, who I don't even think has – the majority chance to be the starting running back. Yeah, but I'll go I ahead and what you're saying. You, so uh, I, and just amazing. before we, as, as I jump into my answer, I just want to mention Darwin Thompson real quick. I think he's he's a nice name. You might want to grab and stash uh, in Dynasty Leagues or, or Keeper League formats uh, in the Kansas City backfield. Now on to my answers for this question. Which current starting player will not have a job, will not be leading his situation by the end of the year? And it took me a second to to find a guy I really wanted to throw in here, but I settled on two guys. Uh, first off, Derrick Henry, and I think that his value has has come down a little bit. It was a little crazy after the season ended last year when he he finished with those insane last few games, just absolutely dominated. But I think people have came back to earth a little bit, but I don't think enough because this guy has never been able to consistently perform he's big he's not able to cut he doesn't accelerate well he doesn't really do anything well but run long runs that's all he does well he's not really really fast and he's really really big he's he's big and fast when he gets up to speed but he almost never gets up to speed because he can't get into the open field because he's not quick he can't cut through holes quick and i just don't know if he's that good think about the fact that he's been in the league for a while he's played in 47 games 47 games how many times do you think he's rushed for over 100 yards because you know these these very talented backs they'll always, they always have these games where they come out of nowhere they break a few big runs and they get 100 yards how many do you think he's he's had out of 47 games well see before i read this from you i totally would have guessed like 10 because he's a boomer best player and he he seems to boom, you know, more often than not. But according to you, this is totally just a figment of my imagination. Yeah. So in his 47 game career, he's rushed for over 100 yards four times. And two of those were his his two ridic- ridiculous games last season. So out of the 16 games next year, you think he can be consistent enough to return RB2 value? I, I don't think so. 
the fact that they've never trusted him to take over the backfield is also concerning. It's a similar concern that you have with Damian Williams. Whenever DeMarco Murray was there, he far out-touched Henry uh, in year one, which is understandable. Then in year two, when DeMarco, DeMarco Murray was not good at all, <laughs> he was not good at all, Derrick Henry still did not out-touch him. DeMarco Murray still got more touches. They still trusted him more with the ball. And then as soon as DeMarco Murray was gone, they said, you know what? Let's get Deion Lewis in here so we don't have to trust Derrick Henry. And Deion Lewis uh, led the backfield in touches for a lot of last season. And I just don't think he's going to be able to get the touches in the, the – I don't think he's going to be able to get the carries to warrant this type of value whenever Deion Lewis is still there. Deion Lewis is still going to run the passing game. Especially since Deion Lewis is being taken at the end, the end of the 13th round. So he's literally free. So I think Deion Lewis is a great value. I think he could return exactly. a plus value this that's, year. That's the reason I liked your pick so much, because even if Derrick Henry has the bulk of the carries, Deion Lewis still has a massive value and is being completely overlooked. Because Deion Lewis is a good runner through the tackles. Doesn't matter if he's like five eight. He's still a good runner through the tackles. And he's got the passing down work. Because Derrick Henry, there's no way he's going to catch ten passes this year. So Deion Lewis has both of those. He's he's good enough to be running, you know, eight times a game. He gets eight rushes and then he gets all the passing work. Mm-hmm. That's that's awesome. You know, yeah, with he could he could have eleven, twelve touches a game and and really have some some value. And also uh, last thing just want to mention Henry's touchdown percentage uh, based on his carries really jumped up last year, which you would expect from a big back like him. But uh, it's just a little, a little weary about that since he hadn't done it before in his career to maybe, I don't, I don't know if we'll see him get to double digit, you know, touchdowns like he did last year when he had 12. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, I have one more name that I'm just going to touch on just quickly because it's, it's a very easy pick, but LaShawn McCoy, I'm not picking him for this question as much as I am picking him because I just want to mention Devin Singletary. Yeah, I, I love Devin Singletary. Looks uh, good. The last couple of weeks, uh, it was like two weeks ago, I really dove in on some of his film, and I texted you and Connor immediately, and I was like, you guys got to watch this Devin Singletary guy. He, he, he is so good in between the tackles. Uh, I've seen him compared to Devonta Freeman, which I think is a really good comparison. He's a little smaller, but he's, he's in the same mold where he's a small guy who was amazing in between the tackles. His offensive line in college was terrible. He played in a bad conference, and there were still <laughs> there were still defenders in the backfield every time he touched the ball. And I don't think in the entire time I watched film of him, the first guy ever tackled him. He is so quick with his feet in the hole that it's just it's just so hard to bring him down. And the offense is pretty bad, so I don't know if he'll. He'll really be playable this year, but in the future, I definitely see him being a good a good player. Yeah, no, I love that pick. I mentioned it to you, and you said, no, I don't want to take him. That was too easy. So I, I understand, but – and then you didn't say it's too easy because, you know, LaShawn McCoy is for sure going to lose the job or anything like that, but it just – there's no upside with LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, That's he's, why he's taken so low, in so. the 40s probably running backs <laughs> in ADP. I don't have it up in front of me, but he, yeah, he's real low. So. But I like the pick. But the reason I mentioned it to you is because if Devin Singletary does take over the job, then I do think there is some upside there. Whereas with LaShawn, there really isn't an upside. You know what you're getting. You've seen it for the last, like, two seasons. So, yeah. So I think we're good with that. Let's jump into the 
The mock draft. Head so to head excited. Mock draft. So excited. And it's not just a head to head, it's a head to head to head to head. Yeah, actually, Connor got to jump in. Uh, he's not going to be able to talk and jump on the podcast, but he is in the draft. You know, he's working real hard. <laughs> he's working real hard right now. He's busy, but he, he has enough time to jump in here every now and then and throw some picks up. All right. I'm so excited. All right. So, drafting number one is Kyle. You, That's you're me. up. Number two is our friend Tanner Wireman. He's an unbelievable fantasy football player. However, he is ruthless. So <laughs> he is very ruthless. Uh, but I both of those beat him for the first time in uh, me and Tanner are in a league together uh, that you guys aren't in, and I finally beat him last year. After I think six six years in the league, I finally won. Tanner's <laughs> got I think three titles at this point, but it, it's beside the point. Amazing, he's amazing. And number six will be Connor Murray, and number ten will be me. So we've, we've rounded this out. We've got all the bases covered, and we'll mm-hmm. talk about everything that, that we do. So, Kyle, you go ahead. Start at us. Yeah, so I am up first. I have the first pick in the league me and Tanner in because I won it last year, like I mentioned. Uh, so I've been doing a lot of mocks from the one spot, which is why I wanted it here, just to kind of talk through the philosophy I've been going through in these mocks. And it's really been tough to decide on who I want first because I was one Zeke due to the – how bad is the Giants' offense is, and I don't know if Saquon's going to be able to break as many big runs since he's facing. He's going to be facing like literally eleven players in the box. Every single player on defense is going to be a lineman because they just can't. They're just not going to be able to pass without with the roster they have. So I was leaning Zeke, and then Zeke said he's he's just not going to play, which makes yeah. no sense to me. I, I talked about it on the other podcasts. I, I, I never saw him actually holding out because. It makes absolutely no sense for his contract situation, but apparently he's doing it. So I think I'm gonna go take one here. Just he's the most talented player, and I I gotta just piggyback on his his talent. All right, I love that pick. You know, um, have him in our dynasty league and just love it. Number two was Christian McCaffrey. That was Tanner. By, by Tanner, who who's been talking him up all year. He likes him. Uh, he he said he's positioning him with the number one pick with uh he said he likes Saquon more but he said Christian's real close uh DeAndre Hopkins went third which is a wild and then Zeke Kamara Connor took Lev Bell mm-hmm. number seven is David Johnson Devonta Adams James Connor and I am up with the number 10 pick now, and, I just want I just want you to know that I know you won James Connor but unfortunately yeah. he went the pick before of course um I'm so happy that someone decided to take that bullet for me. Uh, drafter number nine, you are going to finish last place this year. Just wanted to let you know. <laughs> uh, so up uh, on the top of my board is showing Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Tyree Kill, unbelievable receiver options, and usually I just completely disregard taking a receiver in the first round, but that's honestly why I like pink picking in the end of the first that way it is kind of an option because i think i can swing back around and get another running back and that's actually what i'm gonna do i'm actually gonna take a wide receiver first which goes against everything i've ever said (laughs) however um in this position i don't mind it yeah it makes sense because you're close to the turn and there are enough running backs you like that one of them will be there when you get back and taking the opportunity to grab an elite wide receiver there is worth it yeah, exactly. Because I love Joe Mixon, but 
value through position, Michael Thomas is huge for me. And so I'm going to take Michael Thomas. Love Michael Thomas this year. Unbelievable player with an on, on an unbelievable team. And exactly what I wanted to happen, almost all wide receivers. <laughs> and it looks like I'm going to grab Joe Mixon. This is beautiful. So mm-hmm. after that went Tyree Kill, Odell Beckham Jr., who I love, Todd Gurley, who I love, Julio Jones, and back to me. I love that line. That's beautiful. So now I get the pick of whatever running backs I want. Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Juju screaming at me, but I can't. Nick Chubb. Um, and my favorite player, Damian Williams, still available. <laughs> so I'm going to go Joe Mixon for sure. Um, Dalvin Cook is nice, and I definitely like him there. But Joe Mixon's my guy this year. Um, having him as my number one running back does not make me feel bad at all. Love having him here. I can still grab a great running back in the third round. I won't be able to get back to carry on since his stats have gone up now um, from – since they lost the Oritic, and that was my go-to. But I can still get someone great in the third round. So I'm going to take Joe Mixon. Yeah, I think Joe Mixon is definitely one of the most talented backs in the league. So getting him there is not, not, a, bad, not a bad choice. No, I do that every time. Right after me, Team 9 is just sticking with my favorite <laughs> draft team ever and took Damian Williams. So now they're starting James Conner and Damian Williams. <laughs> Travis Kelsey, Antonio Brown, Conner with an unbelievable pick. Dalvin Cook mm-hmm. falling all the way to the second round, seventh pick. Conner started with Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook looking love really that. solid. Love that pair. He's, he's doing real good. And then Juju, Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, and Tanner took Mike Evans. He's a big fan of Mike Evans, as he should be. I feel great having Mike Evans as my number one receiver this year. I always do. He's just so consistent. So many touchdowns. So here we are at the 2-3 turn. I've got two picks in a row. And this is – I always find myself in this position when I do my mocks, and there's always two players that stick out to me because I value them higher than ADP. Uh, and that's that's T.Y. Hilton and Devonta Freeman. Those are the two guys that I really love at this spot. Devonta Freeman – yeah, the only concern with Devonta Freeman I have is the concussions. But if he plays, he's going to be a running back one. I think it's pretty, I think it's pretty solid that he's going to be a running back one. Yeah, so no, he's that's a guy great. that I'm always I, looking at. I, I right want to mention one other thing real fast. Are you considering Melvin Gordon here? Because I would be. Just wanted to see what you would say about that. Um, I know really. the concern, but it's Melvin Gordon. And I have a feeling that Tanner Wireman is going to take him if you don't. <laughs> I mean, he in my rankings, he's he's close to this area. Um, I think he's there's probably two guys on the board I have a, ahead of him in the rankings: uh, Fournette and Karen Johnson. Uh, other than Devonta, but I have a Devonta as uh, as the running back one. So he if he's still there, I'm I'm not considering anybody else. Yeah, that's fair. I understand. So I'm going to grab Devonta and then. T.Y. Hilton, yeah, he's just he's my guy. He's one of my guys this year. I think he's going to be a great value. I think that offense is the best it's been in years, and I think he's going to be unbelievable. I think he's going to be more consistent than we've seen in the past, and I think his touchdowns are going to are going to see a big jump. I like it. 
I like so it. So now All back right. to Tanner. You, you get those two almost every, you stack them two every time. And as I said, Melvin Gordon went with Tanner. <laughs> How did I know? Keenan Allen, Patrick Mahomes at the 3-4, which is about where he usually goes. It's not bad. Mm-hmm. Keenan Allen dropping to the third. I would have taken Keenan instead of T.Y. as you, but I totally get your T.Y. pick, and I love that for you. But uh, Yeah, I have Keenan Allen really like Keenan. top 10, like right at the bottom end of uh, run the wide receiver one rankings. But, yeah, I love him as well. He's, yeah. he's great. And then after Patrick Mahomes was on Johnson. Real sad about that, but I knew he wouldn't get back to me anymore. He used to, but not anymore. Not with the new, uh, not with the Oritic being cut. There's no way. Adam mm-hmm. Thielen with Connor was a great pick. Marlon yeah, Mack. Yeah. Leonard Fournette shortly after Stefan Diggs, and I'm back up. So we've talked about. Derrick Henry and how much we love him. So I'm looking at him, of course. No, Amari Cooper's the top of the board. George Kittle, Josh Jacobs, Zach Ertz, David Montgomery. This in this turn right here, I almost always get Kenny Galladay or Robert Robert Woods. I was about to mention him. Yeah, this is this is where I grab him in the on back around the turn. Not yet, but back around the turn, I grab him here. But I definitely want another running back. I have to take a running back here, and this is something I want to stress in the first three rounds. I usually don't have a draft strategy, best available player, but this year in the first three rounds, I have to have two starting running backs. I have to. And this is an impetus I have every year, but this year it's a must. I I hate the running backs past the third round. The last two I consider are David Montgomery and Josh Jacobs. Those are the last two that I consider. Chris so Carson. You have those two okay, um, but, in a you have those two in a tier above Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram, Lindsey Carson. Yeah, for sure. Like no okay. question, they are they are getting the bulk of their carries. They're both decent pass catchers. David Montgomery is actually a really good pass catcher, and I know Treat Cohen's there, but David Montgomery can still still hold his own, and he's going to get all the carries. And Josh Jacobs is going to get all the carries, and he can also pass catch. Uh, even though Jalen Richard's there, I still like Josh Jacobs overall. So those two players, just they, I know they're going to get the work, even though they're rookies. They're just too good of a position, talent position. They've melded perfect there. So I'm looking at those two. I love David Montgomery. I love David Montgomery. However, I'm going to take Josh Jacobs. I think the position is just a little bit better. So I'm going to go Josh mm-hmm. Jacobs on that. I'll agree um, that uh, jo- uh, David Montgomery does have some upside, but I actually have him ranked below his teammate Rico in this year. Okay. I, I don't agree clearly, but I do understand. <laughs> I get it. And Yeah, and I, but I do love Josh Jacobs. This yeah. Year. I think he's... Let me check real quick. I think he's my 17th running back. No, 18th. He's 18th running back. So gotcha. he's solidly an RB2 in my book. Okay. So, yeah, that's a that's a good one. I, I'm content with my running backs there. Joe, uh, Joe Mixon, Josh Jacobs, I like it. Michael Thomas starting uh, wide receiver, like it all. Uh, David Montgomery did go. I would have considered taking a third running back. That way I could have just taken all receivers past that. But um, he's gone, and... Um, Kenny Galladay up on the board. AJ Green, I'm not going to be taking him. Um, yeah, so I'm not taking Zach Ertz. I, I think there's some regression there. Love the Eagles offense. Still, I just he had the all-time record for um, for targets by a tight end last year. So no matter how good the offense is this year, I don't see him getting better than last year. Uh, peak, he finishes third, which is where he's going, and I don't want to take a player who peaks at where I'm taking them. It's not not something I enjoy doing. So I'm leaning right now Kenny Galladay. Brandon Cooks jumps off the page. Julian Edelman 
jumps off the page. Not a lot else. I'm going to go Kenny Galladay. I'm a big fan. I think there's massive upside there and a pretty high floor. So yeah, Someone else you've written an article about. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I'm clearly <laughs> yeah, you, following you, a line here. You're, you're a fan of Big Ken. I think yeah. he's a great player. Um, I have him a little lower than you just because I think Marvin Jones is going to play a decent factor. But yeah, I love Kenny G. You're Big right. Ken. He is going to he's going to play a factor, but I think Kenny Galladay's upside is so much higher that and I will mention that in your position, I most likely would have picked Zach Ertz. And Connor did just that when it came back around to him. I can't believe he made it all the way back. That's, <laughs> four I mean, seven. Yeah, at four seven. Seven pick of the fourth round. Yeah, that's crazy. At, at four seven, I'm actually feeling it there. Like That's where I start getting to it. But after me, Julian Edelman, who I do like a lot, Brandon Cooks, who you love every year, Philip Lindsay, Zach Ertz with Connor, Mark Ingram, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Chris Godwin and back to you. Tanner taking Chris Godwin. Love the upside. Tanner uh, in all the drafts I've been with has taken in there. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have a uh, disposition to believe Tanner when he does these things. So I'm not against him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if Mark Ingram would have made it back to me, I would have taken him without hesitation. I think he's really being undervalued this year. Baltimore is going to run the ball like 100 times a game. Uh, Lamar Jackson is going to run 25 of those, but Mark Ingram is still going to you know, sneak in there and get a lot of carries, and I think he's going to be very valuable this year. That's but fair. he's not on the board. So I have two running backs, so there is a chance I go two wide receivers here, but I'm most likely going to grab a third running back because there are a few guys that are still in the RB2 range for me that I, I like to get as many of those as I can. So I'm, I'm looking at Chris Carson, Kenyon Drake, Lamar Miller is probably the last guy that I'm really looking at that can be a, a, a consistent starter for me. Him and Tariq Cohen are right on the edge for me. Yeah, you had Tariq Cohen ahead of David Montgomery. Do you know where you have him ranked overall? Because I'm, I don't mind getting some pieces from that Chicago backfield or the Chicago team as a whole. Yeah, right now I have Tariq Cohen ranked 26th in, out of running backs. He's right behind Lamar Miller, one, one slot okay, behind cool. him. And then Drake and Carson are the two above those two. So I do have Drake and Carson right next to each other in the rankings. So it's it's hard for me to choose one. But I think I'm going to go Carson here. If I only had one running back uh, before this, I might go Drake because I know that his role is pretty safe. He's going to get the passing work, and he's going to get a decent amount of carries. So I think he's pretty safe in what he does. But I think Chris Carson has more upside of being a full – workhorse back and i'm gonna go for the upside here since i already have two good running backs i do like the i do like the pick whenever i I did it mocked not very long ago in the number one position and i at this exact point took sony tyler boyd um Mm -hmm. you didn't mention either of them i just wanted to throw their names out there i know sony has a lot of risk attached to his name this year since since you know people look at him as being inconsistent and i i get it but the talent's there, and, you know, I'm all about the talent. I see it in him, even if he's inconsistent. Um, and for that offense, I think they're going to be really good this year. And Tyler Boyd with A.J. Green after the first few weeks, love that. Uh, hopefully he proves that he can be a number one receiver because the Bengals are going to need it soon because A.J. Green's not got much time left. But we're going <laughs> to go back to you. Yeah, Tyler Boyd is definitely a guy I'm looking at right here. I love Tyler Boyd just like you do. Uh, it's actually him and Alshon Jeffrey are two of my highest-rated guys left. And I think Alshon has a little bit more of an injury risk. So I'm leaning Boyd here. 
Yes, I actually think I have Alshon ahead of him. I like the upside of Boyd, but the floor of Jeffrey on that amazing offense is is hard to pass up on. I know that a lot of times I see myself leaning Jeffrey in a lot of these drafts. And I'm, it's tough because I only have one receiver, but there's a lot of receivers on the board I, like that I still like. So on, on the next go-around, I know I can get more guys that I like. Exactly. And... I'm going to go Boyd here just because I think he's a safe wide receiver two option. And I'll definitely go upside with my next two picks. Yeah, no, I I agree with you there because Dante Pettis, Robbie Anderson could sneak around back to the next round. And that's exactly what I'm looking for every time. Yeah, those Uh, are two names that that really, really stick out. Next up, Tanner took Calvin Ridley. So he has two young receivers as his three and four, but, um, you know, like I said, I have a disposition to believe him. AJ Green <laughs> up next, Sony Michelle, Aaron Rodgers, Connor going with Carolina Panthers, and DJ Moore. That's a homer pick. That is uh, five <laughs> six. Uh, <laughs> definitely a homer pick. He's going with the homer team. He's got the he's got the set it and forget it running backs, and then everybody else has been well. Adam Thielen, but Zach Ertz, DJ Moore, he's going for it. Tevin Coleman, Tyler Lockett, Andrew Luck, the three right before me, and we're back up. Top of my board right now is uh, Deshaun Watson. So real quick, I'll ask you, do you look Deshaun Watson now? Because Andrew Luck and Aaron Rodgers are off the board. Um, I don't like taking quarterbacks yet, but you know Deshaun Watson is, is someone that you have to at least consider, right? Um, you know, actually, out of the first, out of the top four guys, which is uh, Mahomes, Rodgers, Luck, and Watson. Once I get to you know near the end of the sixth seventh round, if they're still there, I'll I, I wouldn't mind grabbing one, but I feel like there's just there's just too many good skill position players on the board. You can't pass them up. I agree. So and I do want to mention the fact that Tevin Coleman goes in the middle of the fifth round is kind of crazy to me. He's never been a number one back, and I I don't know if he'll if he'll still be a number one back. He was in consideration for the for the player that's going to lose their their starting job. For us, for you, yeah. Um, well, for me, a, a yeah. lot of people <laughs> believe that Kyle Shanahan is going to get out of him what he got out of him in Atlanta. Even though he wasn't the starting running back there, he was the pass catcher. Even though Devonta Freeman can pass catch, they still had him as the pass catcher, and it's going to mm-hmm. be a pass-heavy offense. So that's what a lot of people see. If that it's, offense plays to its potential, then there's going to be a lot of points to be had. But there's just that's just what it is. It's a lot of potential, and if it doesn't fair. come to fruition, then it, it could be rough. That's fair. So um, I have two receivers, two running backs. So I can take whatever my heart desires here. The top running backs available, Kenyon Drake, James White. I like both. Not enough. I I don't like Kenyon Drake, you know, eternally. But I like his position this year. I'm willing to take uh, a flyer on him, but not yet. Um, And he's just not the highest on the board right now. Mike Williams, Jarvis Landry, like that. Evan Ingram, I've been known to take him a little bit early, but not yet. O.J. Howard's still on the board. Tariq Cohen, Alshon Jeffrey, he, he piqued your interest last round, could pique mm-hmm. mine now. And I believe I'm going to go Alshon Jeffrey. I, I like the floor there as my third receiver. He could be my flex. I don't feel bad about that at all. A lot of the other players around this position are not don't have as high as a floor as him. So I'm willing to throw that. Jarvis Landry, too, does excite me there. Six in, in this in the beginning at the very end of the fifth round. That's cool. But Alshon, 
he he's he's going to have a, a large 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 place this year in the offense. So yeah, we, we both have Alshon above a lot of the guys left on the board, and I think uh, I think that offense. We've talked a lot about the Philadelphia offense. They're going to be really good. They have so many weapons, and I think they're going to underrated in a lot of aspects this year. All right. So my next pick, I'm looking between Robbie Anderson and Dante Pettis. Deshaun Watson did go uh, in between your two picks, yeah, by the way. Of course, and I, I hope that that. Uh, yeah, I hope I don't regret that later, but I I don't think I am. There's so many good quarterbacks, you know. It's 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 hard. But Mike Williams, Jarvis Landry, Darius Geis, Robbie Anderson, Dante Pettis. So Dante Pettis, Robbie Anderson. I see myself going back and forth between these players every single time, and I think it's different every single time. Robbie Anderson, Dante Pettis, Robbie Anderson, Dante Pettis, and I just flip flop back and forth because there's so much opportunity with both. I think, like you just mentioned, the San Francisco 49ers, if they do live up to expectations, Dante Pettis is going to be amazing, breakout candidate. And I believe that the Jets also are going to take a step forward. I think Sam Darnold is a good quarterback. In his second year, he's going to be much better. But I believe more in Dante Pettis, so that's the way we're going to go. Darius Goss did interest me. I was about uh, to ask you if, if any running backs were on your, yeah. on your board there. Yeah, I went three straight receivers, so that's hard. But... I have a player that I'm hoping finds his way back to me as my third. And I know you don't love it, but that's what I usually go with. After me, um, Mike Williams went, Tariq Cohen, Evan Ingram, Connor bit on Baker Mayfield and now actually has all of his positions filled. So I don't know if that was a plan by him or or what, but that that's solid, taking Baker there. And the 6'7", so not bad. James White. Jarvis Landry, Darius Geis. Tanner went Allen Robinson, so now he's gone three receivers in a row as well as me. Mm-hmm. But I like that, and you're up. Yeah, uh, if, if Evan Ingram would have failed to me here, uh, I definitely would have considered him. And I'm still looking at Hunter Henry a little bit. I really like Hunter Henry this year. I think he, along with Evan Ingram, are two guys that could see themselves jump up into the consistent upper echelon of tight ends this year. They're both uber talented, and they have opportunity. In a, in, Hunter Henry's in a good offense. Evan Ingram's in an offense that needs him to do a lot if they want to be even passable. <laughs> but so, he's the number one option. Yeah, he's he, he's the number he one is, receiving option to start the year because Golden Tate will be suspended. Sterling mm-hmm. Shepard is he, he's hurt, correct? So we're yeah, going into this year injury, I believe. with the number one receiver being Saquon Barkley and number two being Evan Ingram. So I don't know. I like him. So. Here we are in the sixth round. I have three running backs, two wide receivers, and I find myself looking at running backs again. There are still a lot of wide receivers on the board that I wouldn't mind having to throw in the flex spot, and I think I'll grab one of those. Robbie Anderson, Christian Kirk, Will Fuller, all names in interest to me, Marvin Jones. Those are really the guys that I'm looking at here, and I'll probably grab one of those. But there's still running backs on the board that I really think have a lot of upside. Uh, Latavius Murray, Rashad Penny, Miles Sanders, those guys those guys could have huge seasons. And Latavius Murray is a guy that if I didn't already have three running backs, I could get because I think he's pretty safe in his role, the, the marking sure. role that we've seen. I think he's going to be a solid flex option the entire year. He's going to get... A lot of opportunity in one of the best offenses in the league, but Miles Sanders is is is, is he's looking at me down there on the board. He's 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 a nice I, little I nice don't little know rookie. If he's looking at, 
I don't know if he's looking at you or me, so I'd be careful because <laughs> that that may be someone that I mentioned earlier. <laughs> but of course, you're free to do whatever you want. Break my heart. <laughs> I mean, he's a guy that similar to what to the Chris Carson pick uh, that I had two rounds ago. He's a guy that I could see being uh, like being the lead back, getting so many carries, and he's on a good offense as well. He could see a lot of touchdowns. Jordan Howard is not that good. Miles Sanders is more talented. And if he gets that job, he could be a league winner. For sure. I do like Jordan Howard. Um, Not to the extent that I'm taking him in hardly any drafts, but as a football player, he's not going to lose the job. He's going to have a role because this is what the Eagles do. Uh, I've watched every one of their games as as a fan, but... Doug Peterson, he runs two running backs at least every year. When he had LeGarrette Blunt and Jay Ajayi, he had Thunder and Thunder. He didn't care. <laughs> he ran them both. Like, it's, seriously, like this is what he does. He runs two players. And so no matter what, Miles Sanders isn't going to get all of the carries. But that doesn't mean he's not going to be good. He's way mm-hmm. more electric than Jordan Howard. And so he's still going to have massive value no matter what. I just wanted to tell you my opinion. I'm not trying to talk yeah, to you. No, and, and you have a valid point. But I think there's a there's going to be a lot of points to go around, similar to, to what I said earlier about uh, Dante Pettis, Alshon Jeffrey. There's a lot of points to go around in those offenses. So I think I'm going to go Miles Sanders here for upside, and then I'm going to grab a third wide receiver here. And I've got T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Boyd, Robbie Anderson, or Christian Kirk. This is, <laughs> this is tough. It's tough. That's tough. I lean Robbie Anderson, however— the Christian Kirk upside with the air raid offense has to be noted. I still like Larry Fitzgerald as the number one receiver there. He's he's timeless. Yeah, I'm leaning Christian Kirk here because I really like him as a player. And I think there's going to be a ton of passes thrown on that offense. I think he's just going to be open more than everybody else. So I'm going to go Fair. Christian Kirk here. I just really like him as a player. And Hunter Henry went... Uh, I don't. I think if Miles Sanders wasn't there, I might have gone Hunter Henry instead. But I really wanted, really wanted a piece of Miles Sanders. Yeah, I haven't taken a tight end yet. I don't like it when I do this, but I do this all the time. And then I, I take a, a flyer at the very end, which is fine. So after that, Tanner took Austin Eckler, Daryl Henderson, Hunter Henry, as you mentioned. Uh, Rashad Penny, who I, I like this year as a, as a sleeper. He's going a little bit high for a sleeper pick for me, but I do see some upset there. Um, Will Fuller, if he's uh, mentioned something I'll mention with Rashad Penny, if he's bad the first few weeks, don't, don't take your, keep your eyes on him. Keep your eyes on him. He's not going to be a beginning of the year guy. Chris Carson will be the starting running back at the beginning of the year. But later in the season, I could see Rashad Penny really carving out a role for himself, uh, with more time. So, if someone kind of loses their grip on them, if they drop them, I'd pick them up, stash them. Or I might, you know, if someone does have a grip, I maybe might send a, a cheap offer over there just to see. Just to see if you can throw a bench player at them, see what you can do. Uh, Will Fuller was what Connor took. I know he loves Will Fuller. That's solid. Robbie Anderson almost made it back to me. Was looking at that, even though I have all, so many wide receivers, you can't pass up. Matt Ryan, Vance McDonald, and I'm up. So Eric Ebron is available. Not going to take Eric Ebron, um, Drew Brees. Not going to take a quarterback now. Jared Cook. I do like Latavius Murray here because I do need a a a running back. And my running back didn't make it back to me, even though he was smiling at me. Another person <laughs> thought that he was smiling at him, and he was wrong. But no, he smiled at me. No, it was me for sure. Uh, 
he he does know that you're a Colts fan, not an Eagles fan. Like, he was smiling at me, and and of course he didn't make it back because someone's eavesdropping. Um, Kareem Hunt's available. I'm not taking him. So including, I need a running back. Royce Freeman, uh, bench bench depth. I like that. But I think I'm gonna go Latavius Murray. I need a I need a solid player. Jordan Howard is there, and I just mentioned that he's gonna have a role. But I like Latavius Murray's role a little bit better for a safe option because since I don't have any other depth, I'm looking for a safe option now. Yeah, and Latavius that's exactly Murray, what I was talking about at my pick. If I didn't have as much running back depth as I had, I would have leaned Latavius Murray. But since I already had three running backs and I needed a fourth, I went for upside and Miles Sanders. Exactly. So just the inverse there. I don't have any depth, so I'm gonna go the I'm gonna go the safe option. Take Latavius. Kareem Hunt, Drew Brees, Royce Freeman, Sterling Shepard went off the board, so I'm back up. If you, I'm going to jump in here and ask. Uh, you mentioned you weren't looking at Drew Brees, but we're in the eighth round now, and somebody that we both really like, Carson Wentz, is still on the board. Are you thinking of him? Yeah, for sure thinking of him. He's in, he's 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 got my attention. Like he's there. <laughs> we're, we're we're giving fleeting glances across the room. He's, you know, like Miles he Sanders. Gave you a little wave. Yeah, he, Miles Sanders was staring me in my eyes, and you stepped right in front of me, and you just took his glare. <laughs> but, but Carson Wentz, we're we're exchanging glances right now. We're we're both weighing each other out and seeing what we think right now. But really, there's not enough other players around here. That's when I take a quarterback. That's it. That's my key right there. I take a quarterback early, which I very rarely do. But when I do, it's when there's not enough other players near where I'm going. That interests me. And right now, Eric Ebron, Jared Cook, Jordan Howard, Sammy Watkins, Geronimo Allison, David Njoku, Ronald Jones, Marvin Jones, none of that really excites me. So I'm actually going to go Carson Wentz, and that's that's what I was wanting to say is that mm -hmm. the only time I look quarterback before like the 13-14 round is if there's no one else around him. That really, really surprises me. So uh, I'm actually going to walk across the room, and I'm going gonna to ask him for his hand. We're going to see where this takes us. Go Carson. <laughs> so the, the glances turn fantasy football marriage. Fantasy football marriage. I, the, the the glances kind of turned into something. I saw something. He saw something. I actually, Anyways, yeah, I like that pick though. Carson yeah. Wentz is he could be easily a top five quarterback, and you just got him in the eighth round. Yeah, I think he. Will he's be. been a top five quarterback a lot. Like he's proven that he can do that. He's proven that he has the talent to do that. He's my number six quarterback right now. Right at number five and six with him and Cam Newton, who is also still on the board. Yeah, no, uh, Cam Newton also unbelievable and um, someone that I'm looking at just like a round or two later. But yeah, also someone there. So after me, Sammy Watkins went, Geronimo Allison, Kyler Murray, Connor bit on Nikhil Harry, which I know you are super high on, correct? Well, me and Connor discussed him uh, in the episode we did. Oh, together, fair so. enough. Yeah, I wasn't there for that, but fair enough. Eric Ebron next up. Marvin Jones, Jared Cook, Tanner went with Larry Fitzgerald. I, I, he's not listening to us right now, so he didn't <laughs> hear that I like him. But, you know, it just validates what I was saying earlier. That, that he, he saw me go Christian Kirk, and he thought, Larry Fitzgerald. I, he just wanted to show you up, which is something Tanner Wireman would do. He would totally <laughs> want to show you up just to make sure you knew you were wrong and that he was taking the better player the round after. So you're up now. What are you looking yeah, at? Yeah, so I'm at a point where – I got to decide if I want to go Cam Newton, which I most likely will. So I'm, I'm kind of scanning through running back, wide receiver, tight end to see who I want. 
in the future and if they're going to be there if I take someone else right now. And the guy that I'm looking at is somebody that I I wrote an article about, <laughs> Delaney Walker at tight end. And I'm looking around. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine teams have already taken a tight end. And Delaney Walker is the third one in the in ADP on the board. And you really got to look at the ADP list and where guys are going in drafts and take advantage of where people are listed on the website you're drafting on. If Delaney Walker was a few more players down in this list, I would 100% pass him up and expect him to be be there when I came back around. But I'm a little worried because he's, there's three teams, including me, that don't have a tight end, and he's third on this list. So it's very possible he goes before I get back around. And I'm not going to show my hand yet. But I will mention that that was some great advice, something to look at, is check the ADP on your website because a lot of the people that you're going to be drafting with are going to be going off of who's available at the very top of their board. They're going to look six or seven players deep on their screen, and that's their that's their options. So they're not going to look past that. They're not going to be going too far. So I would definitely keep that in mind. That's really good advice. So I'm, I am actually going to go Cam Newton here. I like it. I like it a lot. Cam Newton and Carson Wentz are very, very close on my yeah, board. I'm going to so okay. I almost second guess myself, but I went through it. <laughs> <laughs> you already said it. I was going to uh, hold you to it. A couple more guys I'm looking at, you know, across the board. Uh, Damian Harris is an interesting name to me. Uh, if you're a little weak on, on depth, Adrian Peterson is definitely a good pick. He's currently got the job in Washington, so it's, it's kind of surprising to see him so low on draft boards. And guys, as a really struggle to stay on the field. So I think he's a he's a good depth pick at this point, but I have enough depth. I'm not really looking there. Wide receivers: Corey Davis is still on the board. Curtis Samuel's there. Uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, my boy DK Metcalf. There's still some good names here. I just gotta decide if they if I should take them over to Lenny Walker, because wide receiver is obviously deeper than tight end. So if I pass on Delaney Walker, don't get him. Yeah, I'm probably going to be looking at Mark Andrews, Greg Olson, Kyle Rudolph as my starter. Yeah, and that's exactly where I'm looking. Also, is is those? I mean, I, if if you don't take him, I'm going to. If he comes back, if he makes it to me, which I think he will, make it to me, then I will go Delaney Walker. But so he's not going to make it all the way back around to you. Just wanted to let you know. I'm actually going to go Curtis Samuel here and not take a tight end. I'm just going to punt the position at this point because you're taking Delaney Walker here. So once he get past, gets past the first pick around for everybody on these onesie positions on quarterback and tight end, I think it's best to just punt the position and, and not worry about it and stream it during the season. So you took uh, Curtis Samuel over mm-hmm. Corlin Sutton, Corey Davis, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and the guy you like, DK Metcalf, is there anything that stands out to Curtis Samuel that you like? Because right after you, Corey Davis went from Tanner, so clearly there's some some looks there. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a big a big fan of Corey Davis's talent, and I think he's very talented as well. But I think Cam Newton is a better quarterback than Mariota. I, I don't think you passing. think that. I think you know that. I think okay, we all. That's fair. That's fair. I know that Cam Newton is a better quarterback than Mariota. And I think that offense is going to put up a lot more points than Tennessee will. And Curtis Samuel has looked very good. He's even outperformed DJ Moore at times. 
and there's a good chance he finishes either right up there with DJ Moore in his statistics, or he even beats him out. Oh, that's fair. So, um... and I think I, I just think it's easier for him to beat out the other guys on his team than uh, DK Metcalf or I mean Cortland Sutton. Cortland Sutton, I think that receiving core is a little a little a little too crowded. So, I, I like it. I like Curtis Samuel a lot. So Corey Davis went next to Tanner, Russell Wilson after that, Jordan Howard, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Peyton Barber went to Connor, which I was uh, raising an eyebrow to, and then I went up and he doesn't have a third running back, and so he's <laughs> yep. actually following you know exactly what the line that we said, and he took a safer option with his third because he waited so long there he had to take it safer. He couldn't take a, a swing at Damian Harris. I'm sure he would have loved to get Damian Harris, but he had to take a safer option just to shore mm-hmm. up the position. And that makes sense. You know, he, he, he was in a position where he had to do that. So I said that I was going to take Delaney Walker, but I'm not. He's, he's so much lower than what I thought. And I'm not going to bite yet. And I know that you will next round, which is fine. But Trey Burton's still available. Kyle Rudolph, Greg Olson, Mark Andrews, like you said. Jordan Reed, you know, not someone that mm-hmm. I'm super high on. But you could totally stream the position and take him in the, you know, 14th round. I mean, no. even Jack Doyle is way down Jack there. Jack Doyle, yeah. And uh, uh, someone I wanted to mention real fast, Noah Fant. If you want mm-hmm. to stream the position all year, that's not a bad take. I mean, he's probably not going to be great this year. But if you want to start in week one, see what happens, I don't think that's going to kill you. I need another running back, but I really like Court, Cortland Sutton, so that's hard. I know you mentioned it's crowded, and it is crowded, but I so something I wanted to mention real quick. A lot of people say, well, rookie wide receivers aren't great their first year. But then when they get to their second year and they weren't great their first year, they said, oh, wait, they weren't great their first year. That means they won't be great this year. And I think that's a mistake a lot of people make is because they generalize from their first year. Oh, they weren't great. Therefore, they won't be great. But they don't want to take them in their first year because it's their first year and players usually aren't great their first year. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Recency bias is – it runs rampant in our industry. Exactly. So I like Cortland Sutton because I think that he's being overlooked for that exact reason. He wasn't amazing last year, but he still had 700 yards and four touchdowns. So not bad. Like, that's definitely someone to be keeping an eye on. And you also got to realize how bad his quarterback play was. Not that it's going to get much better this year, but that, that definitely plays a part. Okay. So I took Cortland Sutton. I was hoping Damian Harris would get back to me. But I get to take another player that I actually really like at running back, and that is Adrian Peterson. Um, Somebody I mentioned earlier is a is a nice safe late round pick. Exactly, another safe running back for me. I'm taking no upside in running back, and I don't love that. But at the same time, it's okay. I have Josh Jacobs and Joe Mixon my starting running backs. I feel good with that. So I'm gonna take Adrian Peterson with this one. Not looking at tight ends because there's just no one for so long. And you'll take. Um, You'll you'll take one here soon, so I'll still have some options later. I'm not too worried about it. But after yeah, and like uh like we talked about earlier, there there was another tight end taken. David and Joku went right after your pick. So ten teams right now have a tight end. So you you can't expect a lot of other teams to take second tight ends. So I think it's a little safer now to expect them to come around to the next your next pick, just because so many other teams already have that position filled. So you can be a little more confident in them falling. 
That's that's good. Oh. <laughs> wow. And Tanner, Tanner took Delaney Walker one pick you know, before me. He's, he's he's reading your article. That's what he's doing. He's. I think he did actually read my article. Yeah, he mentioned it. So he, he listened too much. So after me went Jameis Winston, Deshaun Jackson, who I love, would have totally have taken him if I didn't need a running back so desperately. Donta mm-hmm. Foreman, the newly Indianapolis Colts player. Connor took Kalen Balazs. He's still in need of running back. So this is his swing, you know. Kalen Garbage. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> what, what was that? Sorry. Uh, Kalen Garbage, the starting running back for the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, anyways, he took his swing now because he got the safe <laughs> option in Peyton Barber. Now here's his swing and his starting running back. Kiki every, Kute. <laughs> every time you talk about Kalen Balazs, from now on, I'm just going to stick my fingers in my ears and go, la, 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 la. Thank you. That's very mature. I'm glad that I'm in a podcast with you and hoping <laughs> it's a business. Thank you. Uh, Jalen Samuels next. Emmanuel Sanders and Tanner went with Delaney Walker, which uh, we've talked so much about in the last three rounds. But you're up now, and you can't have Delaney Walker. He's off the- I can't have Delaney Walker. I just want to quickly mention Emmanuel Sanders at 10-10. 10th pick of the 10th round is unbelievable. He was good last year. People act like he's over the hill, like he's washed up. He was having a great fantasy season before he got hurt last year. And it was a rough injury, and he might not be in track to be 100% when the season starts. But when he comes back, I fully expect him to be the number one option, which is another reason why I didn't take Cortland Sutherland earlier. Okay. I like it. I, I, I'm, I never question Emmanuel Sanders' talent. His whole career, he has shown over and over again, when you doubt him, he's going to be great. And so I do not question his talent. He's older, he's got an injury, and there's not a very good quarterback. Cortland Sutton is young, talented, and I think he's going to be the number one receiver. So I lean Cortland Sutton, but not by a mile. I get what you're saying. So I've got four running backs and four receivers at this point. I don't really know where I'm going at this at this point. Actually, I do know where I'm going for one pick. I'm 100% taking the guy I talked about at the beginning of this podcast, Devin Singletary. Fair enough. So uh, th- at this point ahead. here, in the next three rounds, I think we should just hurry through them. Our last pick, yeah. we can take our craziest, you know, our best option, and then we'll talk about our teams for a minute. So let's just go ahead and speed through these. I'm going to grab Anthony Miller as well. Anthony Miller, great pick. Like I said earlier, I would love to get a hold of some Bears offense this year. And it's surprising uh, to me that both Dante Moncrief and James Washington are still on the board here. Yeah, well, I don't think they're going to make it past Tanner. We'll see. But <laughs> I doubt. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have Ooh. a quarterback yet. Ooh. so He must have read my other article, and he took Lamar Jackson. <laughs> you know, either he's, he's, he's definitely reading your articles, and then he's definitely trolling you. Because <laughs> that's what he's doing right now, and he's he's just and he said Corey Davis for me. He's he's definitely he knows what he's doing. James Washington next, Philip Rivers, Carlos Hyde, Alexander Madison, uh, which he has Dalvin Cook. So great pick there. That was that's yeah, that brilliant. Was, that was great handcuff. And that's that's amazing. That's also really good for us to mention real fast that at the eleven six, that's where he's looking. So he waited. He he waited out to the eleventh round. He stacked up his running backs at the end. I really like what Connor's done here. I was questioning it in the middle, but I really really like how he's rounded out his team here. And then after that, Ben Roethlisberger, Austin Hooper, Jarek McKinnon, and I'm up. I still do not have a tight end. Uh, Golden Tate's up. I don't I, have a tight end either. Who needs tight <laughs> ends? I do. So I'm going to go Mark <laughs> Andrews. That's what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to take the sleeper option there. Don't mind taking him a little bit early because I don't want you to grab him from me. Um, next up, I'm looking Paris Campbell, um, Justice Hill. I actually like Tyrell Williams this year a, a mm-hmm. fair amount. Um, okay, so earlier you mentioned you didn't like Melvin Gordon. Does that mean that you're looking at Justin Jackson? Because I do think that he is the number two rushing. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely worth a late-round pick. Uh, I I think it'll be 100% a committee with him and Eckler whenever or if Gordon sits out. But but they will have some value. It's a good offense. So he's definitely worth worth a pick around here. Okay. Um, I already got my tight end. So I am going to go – I'm actually going to go Justin Jackson. I need another running back. Shore up that position for me. I should be good now. That's my one, two, three, four, fifth running back. I'm happy with what I've got. And I've lined out all my positions. After me went Paris Campbell, who I was so close with. That was the other player that I was looking deep into. Justice Hill, another player that I was looking into. TJ Hawkinson went number six, and Connor's up right now. Is there any late-round flyer on the board right now that you're just super eyeballing? There's definitely... Matt Breida and Deion Lewis, who I like. I was going to mention Deion Lewis, but I assume... Breida is definitely a guy I'm looking... If he comes back around, I'm 100% picking him. Uh, Deion Lewis, I think, is a little... up. Oh, well, there goes Breida. But <laughs> Deion Lewis, I think, is a little more capped in his upside. Breida could actually end up being the front runner in that backfield and have a lot of value. Uh, Deion Lewis is here. Darwin Thompson, someone I mentioned uh, when we were talking about Damian Williams earlier. It's still on the board. But these are my last two picks. I have to get a tight end. Uh, I mentioned that not a lot of second tight ends are gonna be, were going to be taken, but actually three of them were taken. So at this point, there have been 16, no, 15 quarterbacks or tight ends taken off the board. And I'm left looking at Kyle Rudolph, Greg Olson, Jordan Reed, Jimmy Graham, that kind of tier. And if you're picking this late, uh, either quarterback or tight end, it's definitely best to just go upside. So I'm grabbing Jordan Reed here. I like it a lot. You know, I mentioned him earlier. And then I got my last pick. I'm looking at running back wide receiver. Seems there's somebody that I really like. And Debo Samuels here. I like Debo Samuel. Jamison Crowder. Deshaun Hamilton. You know, there's there's definitely some good names here. I see a new Marcus Goodwin even. I like like Quincy Nunwa this year, Robert Foster. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go go wide receiver here because I don't think there's anybody on the board running back wise. Darwin Thompson is probably the closest, but I think I'm gonna go wide receiver. I'm gonna go. Oh, I can't decide. I can't decide what I'm gonna do. What should I do? What would you do? Here, I would take Deion Lewis, and I'm going to if he gets back around to me. Naheem Hines, like him. Um. And and I, I mentioned um, you mentioned Debo Samuel who I like, and I mentioned Quincy Anuna who I like. This is your flyer. Just shoot for the moon. I'm gonna go with uh, Marquise Brown from Baltimore, wide receiver. I he like is him. he's a speedster. Lamar Jackson loves those touchdowns. I hope he starts slinging it downfield. Marquise Brown is is, is actually very talented, and. If they have any sort of passing success at all this season, I think Brown could could be good. 
Deion Lewis went one pick before me. That hurts. Um, I real quick wanted to mention Tanner's twelfth uh, round pick took Tony Pollard. Pollard, I'm not for Pollard. sure. Pollard, but I, I really, really like the flyer. If you're scared of Zeke, then you should probably grab Tony Pollard. I mean, it mm-hmm. just makes sense to me. I did that with Justin Jackson because I'm kind of scared. So I took Justin Jackson. I don't even have him, and neither does Tanner have Zeke. But it makes sense. You know, you want that depth. And if you have a starting running back for the, the from for the Cowboys, then that's pretty good. Pretty good running back mm-hmm. to have. Yeah, he went. He went the end of round twelve. Exactly. The guy who took Zeke. You know, it's probably a good idea to grab him maybe a round before his ADP just to make sure you lock lock him in. I think he's it's a very good idea to to grab him if you have Zeke. All right, and for the very last pick of the draft for me, I'm going to go. I believe Traquan Smith for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, I like Traquan this year. Marquis Goodwin went after me, also looking at him, but I, I like Traquan Smith enough. Not not a lot, but enough. So, to round out our draft, it's all over. And uh, Do you want to go through our teams? Do you want to just yeah, mention Yeah, I'm going to run through my team real quick. So, my quarterback is Cam Newton. My running backs, my starting running backs, Saquon Barkley, Devonta Freeman, T.Y. Hilton, Tyler Boyd, wide receivers, Jordan Reed at tight end, Chris Carson at the flex starting the season, and on my bench, I have Miles Sanders, Christian Kirk, Curtis Samuel, Devin Singletary, Anthony Miller, and Marquise Brown. I like it. So, And just, I don't know if we mentioned at the start, but this is a half PPR standard roster league. Yeah, 12 teams. Um, six bench spots. Six bench spots. So uh, my quarterback's Carson Wentz. We also did not draft a kicker. We don't draft those in here. And oh, honestly, yeah. No kicker, no defense. Yeah, we, we wouldn't <laughs> really be talking about them anyway so pick him in the uh, last round it doesn't matter yeah they should they have to be your last two rounds if you're picking them do not jump defenses are way too crazy and kickers are pointless just make sure those are your last two picks carson wentz at quarterback joe mixon josh jacobs michael thomas kenny galladay mark andrews alshon jeffrey my bench is dante pettis latavius murray Cortland sutton adrian peterson justin jackson and traquan smith we're gonna post your team better than mine I like my team a lot. There's a few question marks, but there's a lot of um, a lot of ceiling on my team. There's a lot of high ceilings on my team, and my bench is full of floors, which is usually not the way I go. But I went with such high ceilings on my, my starters that I had to go floors for my bench. It's just how it worked mm-hmm. out. I don't mind it. I actually really like my team as well. We can look at Connors real fast. He's got Baker Mayfield, Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, Zach Ertz, Will Fuller at the Flex, Nikhil Harry, Peyton Barber, Kalen Balazs, Alexander Madison, Michael Gallup, and Mo Sanu. Not bad at all. I like the uh, – what do you think of the uh, Minnesota stack, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen? I don't mind it at all, really. If it's a good offense, I don't think it matters. Exactly. It only matters if it's – if you're stacking like Bills players, that's gonna yeah. that's gonna be a struggle. Yeah, if you're stacking the uh, Dolphins, you know what I mean. Soft Dolphins other players, than that, as long worried. as you don't go overboard, I don't think it's a big deal. I like it. Uh, Tanner's team, who throughout the draft I liked a lot. We'll see how it turns out now. Lamar Miller, uh, Lamar Jackson, not Lamar Miller. Lamar Jackson, <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Delaney Walker, Calvin Ridley. 
And then on his bench, Alshon, uh, Allen Robinson, Austin Eckler, Larry Fitzgerald, Corey Davis, Tony Pollard, and Mecole Harmon. Hardman. So you mentioned the stack. What do you think about the same team, same position stack of Mike Evans, <laughs> Chris Godwin? Uh, so I didn't pick that up when we were going through the me draft. Me either, but we're looking at them on top of each other. It's easy to see, but honestly, I... The, the concept of it, I don't like at all. But when I see it here, it's not the worst. He has a lot of high upside players in Christian McCaffrey, Melvin Gordon. Those are two crazy high upside players. Calvin Ridley. He's got Corey Davis, Tony Pollard, Nicole Hardman, Austin Eckler. These are some crazy high upside players. Therefore, I think, honestly, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, gives your team a good floor, if that makes sense. Because... One of those players is going to do good every week on this offense, especially with Bruce Arians taking over. There are already a top three passing offense. Now you're going to put Bruce Arians in charge. But what if Jameis Winston does a sting at those three interceptions and no touchdowns? There's no running game there. That's true. Even if he does that, there's 300 passing yards. You know, He's probably like, going to throw 40 passes a game. Exactly. There's no run game, period. So if, it's, if you're going to go... A double stack wide receiver or running back. Just make sure the opposite doesn't have a good offense. Like for here, there's no run game. So if you have two wide receivers, it's not the end of the world. If you have, um, I'm trying to think of a heavy running game. Um, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray. Yeah, not bad. Who cares? That's great. What if you, <laughs> you can just, why don't you just go crazy and get Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara, Latavius Murray, Michael Thomas? Do you feel bad about that? Honestly, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, obviously, I wouldn't do that, but exactly. Uh, in reality, it probably wouldn't be terrible. I'm as sure long as you get him at reasonable prices, you could I'm, fill around him with some decent, decent picks. I'm sure someone's done it. I'm sure <laughs> there's a Saints fan who's went on. Uh, but, go ahead and throw in Jared Cook while you're at it. <laughs> okay, I think it's you're still not talking me out of it. I'm not yet, <laughs> but I'm not at. Uh, so we will we'll, we'll post uh, these rosters on Twitter and Instagram, and if you guys want to go check those out, it's at ff formula ff the number four mula on both platforms, and you can go tell us who you think did better. And I believe that's all the time we have today. So thank you guys. We're, so we've much. got one more question. Hanging out, you okay? All right, I didn't know if we were still going to throw it in there, but you know who? Hey, cares? we might as well. We're a little bit over an hour, I think, but we got time for we got a couple more minutes. No, for this we have question. all the time in the world, and this is a very, very important question. So uh, I don't know why I felt like I should I could skip over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> and the question is: I appreciate you saving this question for me. It's my favorite part of this podcast. So, Marquise Goodwin is fast enough to be an Olympic sprinter. What other NFL players could you see participating in the Olympics? You know, it, it took me a while to figure out who I wanted to go with, for with this. It was hard. It's, it's, it, it was one of the harder questions yeah. we, we've had. These ending questions are silly, and they're meant to be silly. However, we want them to make is, sense. Yeah, and and this is this is tough. You know, we put a lot of time and effort in this. Yeah, so I went with Odell Beckham Jr. And I think... When I say the name Odell Beckham Jr., a lot of sports might go through your mind because he is an unbelievable athlete. 
He's super talented at basically everything he does. So, you know, what is it? Is it some type of athletic competition, like running, jumping? No, 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 no. It's diving. <laughs> so much flair. He's got the nice hair for it. Mm-hmm. You have to, he probably wouldn't even wear the cap. No, He's definitely doesn't. Go, go with the highlights. Go straight for it. He's He loves to be the, a spectacle. He loves to be the center of attention. When he gets up there on that diving board, he commands everyone's attention. He's got a little bit of an artistic side. You can tell when you a watch A little him. bit. He's very, very artistic. I think this is I think this is a great pick by you. I want to give you some credit because the artistic side shines right here, you know? And I think the number one reason why he'd be so good at this is that in competitions like this, gymnastics, diving, more of the artistic side, freakouts are a lot more common. People freak out all the time. Yeah. Just go crazy on the sideline, Odell. No one cares. Exactly. He's no, gonna, I like it. Yeah, he's not going to get roasted like he does when he does it in the NFL. <laughs> I like it a lot. I like this pick a lot. I liked your your other your your choice. Your other choice was Antonio Brown in the gymnastics, Mister Big Chest. Yeah, and off I, the trampoline. I mean, Lord, could you imagine him? How many flips could he do? And how tight would that spiral be from him? The tightest of spirals. So I like I like your pick better. I like the Odell pick. I, I did. I just wanted to shout out your other one. So I was stuck. I, I tried to make a four man curling team. Uh, <laughs> I worked on that for a while. I had yeah, you watched some videos of, of did, how I, curling worked. I was doing some research and I had Drew Brees. He was he was sliding the the puck or whatever it's called down the thing. And he's perfect. And then the other four people, the other three people didn't matter because Drew Brees is hitting it in the middle every time. You know, no one else had to pay attention. But I went somewhere else. I went Patrick Mahomes. So maybe Javelin, maybe maybe shot put. I went with archery. <laughs> um, and this is not what you think. Patrick Mahomes doesn't need the bow. This is archery, but he's just going to throw the arrow because he's a gunslinger. He's going to take the, the – The bow slinger. He's a bow slinger, but he doesn't need the bow. He's an arrow slinger. He just takes the arrow, and he just – Rares back and launches it. And, I mean, he is throwing it in the dead center every time. I'm taking him to win the gold, at least. <laughs> Most people throw darts. He throws arrows. Do you think – here's a question. Do you think he would hold the bottom of the arrow, like, straight backwards and then sling it like he would a knife? Or do you think that he would throw it like a football? Like That's a football. Like a football? Want, definitely like a football. That, that would be so hard to do. But I imagine if he was doing it, he would also do yeah, that. If anybody could do it, it, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, <laughs> I liked it a lot. I think that that one's solid. <laughs> All right. I think that actually will do it this time. Perfect. For the Fantasy Formula Boys. I've, I really enjoyed our first mock draft. Thank you, Kyle, for being here. Uh, yeah, let's let's see what the what the audience thinks who did better. Taking, the, taking home the gold, me and Patrick Mahomes. See you guys later. <laughs>